Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 318 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of November the 9th to November the 15th, covering Ether chapters 1 to 5, Friend That Veil of Unbelief. And today we're going to continue our study uh, looking at Ether chapter 3, beginning with I Can Receive Revelation for My Life. Um, I'm going to be so very surprised if we even get through two or three verses today. There is so much here within these set, within these verses that I just am so excited to share them with you. Um, we'll begin in verse one, one, and it says, And it came to pass that the brother of Jared, now the number of vessels which had been prepared was eight, went forth unto the mount when they call the mount, which they call the mount Shelem, because of its exceeding height, and did molten out of a rock sixteen small stones, and they were white and clear, even as transparent glass. And he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount, and cried again unto the Lord, saying, now, before we get into what the brother of Jared says and the immense prayer, the incredible prayer that he offers, um, these shining stones, let's talk about them. So, first of all, I love the symbol behind them. Um, you know, you can imagine these regular, ordinary stones, and then he molts, molt, moltens these stones into a clear, um, clear material, and then he brings them to the Lord. And I just love this because you can see the stones as a symbol for ourselves. I mean, there's so many symbols and parallels and analogies within this story of the brother of Jared and, well, the Jaredites and their journey through the wilderness to the seashore, across the, to the waters, to the promised land. There's so many parallels with our lives, uh, our, our eternal journeys. And um, it's a, it a story about journeys. And there's a journey for these rocks even. You know, they were ordinary materials to begin with it seems and then he does something with them with fire he refines them and so they become clear and then the lord's touch you know makes them fulfill their purpose helps illuminate them helps perfect them and you just see that as an analogy with us in a very simple one but a wonderful analogy with us in our lives you know through through the through the savior through his servants you know we can listen we can be refined we can go through those processes but the Saviour himself is the one who perfects us and glorifies and illuminates us. Uh, it's just, I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, but then uh, we also have the idea of the stones. You know, it does seem a little random that the brother of Jared, after being asked by the Lord, what would you have me do, would then go, find some rocks, molten them into glass, bring them to the Lord. Where would that idea come from, you know? Is it simply revelation from the spirit, you know, that made him think, oh, I'm going to go into this mountain and have a look and see what I can find. Oh, here's some rocks here, which, you know, when when they're heated and, and let's not forget to molten some, some rock would take an intense amount of temperature. So, you know, he, he didn't just stick a fire near them and they, and they started to turn clear. He must have sat and prepared a kiln or something like that, which in, in, in increased the heat um, and... Um, really melted or malted these rocks down. Um, so it, it would have taken some thought and some preparation and some consideration. But we find that actually this idea of clear stones being used to provide light was not original. Uh, it isn't the first time this has happened in our in our scriptural records. Now, in our standard works, we don't see any examples of it. Otherwise, we'd be linking to that all the time. Um but if we have a further study and look, it does seem that there is some evidence for this. Um, John A. Tibetanus, um, 
Oh, well, this is all from the Book of Mormon Central, No Why, 240. Where did the brother of Jared get the idea of shining stones? Um, Hugh Nibley suggests that the idea would have been put into the brother of Jared's mind from somewhere. John A. Tavidness uh, has connected the shining stones in ether to such items as Urim and Thummim, glowing idols, teraphim, sanctuary stones, and medieval glowing stones. Um, it seems that there is other examples of glowing and shining and precious stones in ancient and medieval literature. But this is the one which I think is most important and key. Um, the the Noah says, quote, Of particular relevance is the way that shining stones were directly linked to Noah's Ark. In the Babylonian Talmud, for example, one Jewish commentator reported that the Lord instructed Noah to, quote, Set therein precious stones and jewels, so that they may give thee light, bright as the noon. Close quote. Another ancient Jewish rabbi explained, quote, During the whole twelve months that Noah was in the ark, he did not require the light of the sun by day or the light of the moon by night, but he had a polished gem which he hung up. Close quote. Um, and close the uh, Book of Mormon Central quote that is as well. So it seems that in other scriptural records of Noah, there is reference to sp special stones or gems which were to give him light. Now, obviously, we don't have that in our King James Version of the Bible, but um, it is in other scriptural records about the story of Noah. And so it suggests that perhaps the brother of Jared was aware of this story of, of Noah. He was aware that Noah had a similar vessel that they were going to have, an ark of some type or a big boat where they were going to be going into to travel many waters. And that's perhaps where he thought, well, he has special stones or gems. So let me go and see if I can find you know, these stones, you can imagine him going up into the mountain where there's lots of rocks, setting up this kiln and trying a few of these stones and finding a, a material and being blessed to find a material which would be able to do this, to be able to become clear, so the Lord would be able to touch this stone and give it light. I think this is absolutely beautiful. And I think that it explains, first of all, you know, where why the Brother of Jared would have this seemingly random idea but also, it is in this story in the Book of Mormon is in complete line with other scriptural, ancient scriptural records, as well as medieval literature as well, in terms of um, light stones. Um, fascinating stuff. And then Ether, in, and if that's not enough, that, that verse, we then go to verse 2, and Ether begins this prayer. Now, I mentioned a couple of days ago about how when we pray, we often teach our primary children to Open in the open in the name of Heavenly Father. Say what you're thankful for. Say you know, ask for things, and then close in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is a good foundational structure for prayer. But the brother of Jared's prayer doesn't follow this. And actually, I love what he does in his prayer. Um, I I don't have time to read it all, but obviously it's verses two to six of Ephesians chapter three, and. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share another note why my book of Mormon Central, but this one I love just as much, and so I'm going to have to share it as well. It says, No why number 526. How were Jonah and the brother of Jared able to find comfort? And what they do is they find that the prayer of Jared um, is very similar to the prayer of Jonah when he is uh, praying in Jonah chapter 2. Um, so if we have a look at these two prayers, we'll see some very close similarities. Uh, verse 2 in particular has some very close similarities. Um, so in verse 2, uh, we read, O Lord, thou hast said that we must be encompassed about by the floods. 
in Jonah, Jonah also says that he is encompassed about by the floods. And let's not forget when we're talking about, you know, Bible stories that have close similarities to the brother of Jared. Noah was, is the obvious one, but Jonah also was kind of swallowed up by the depths of the sea, not in a boat that he's fashioned, but in a whale uh, or a big fish, whatever you want to call it. But um, there are some similarities between these prayers. Uh, Jared then says, now behold, O Lord, and don't be angry with thy servant because of his weakness before thee. Uh, Jonah also says, then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. He refers to his unworthiness. Uh, Jared, uh, the brother, brother of Jared says, for we know that thou art holy and dwellest in the heavens. And Jonah says, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. He's, they're both recognizing their unworthiness before the Lord, but the great, powerful righteousness and glory and perfect, perfectness of the Lord. Um, the brother of Jared says, and that we are unworthy before thee because of our, of the fall, our natures have become evil continually. Um, nevertheless, O Lord, thou hast given us a commandment that we must call upon thee. So the brother of Jared basically further emphasizes their unworthiness, but that the Lord has asked them to call upon him. And so that is what he's doing. Um, Jonah, when he is speaking, continues, and he says that he has gone to the depths of the mountains, the bottom of the, the, the lowest things, and he's talking about how he isn't worthy before him. But he remembers the Lord um, because he has brought his life from corruption. The Lord is able to do things to help him become better. Uh, and then finally, that from thee we may receive according to our desires, finishes the, bro the brother of Jared in that verse. And Jonah uh, talks about, um, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I'll pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So he, you know, after he has stated his unworthiness, he has stated the power of the Lord to save. He has stated that the Lord, even though he is unworthy, uh, has commanded him to, to call unto him and that the Lord is able to provide and is able to bring him out of the, his, his, his deepness. I think that when we, if we start our prayers like this, powerful things can happen because we recognize before the Lord how much we need him in that prayer. Um, and that can help us to understand how much the Lord is pre prevalent in our lives. Uh, I did warn you that we'd probably only get through a couple of verses at most. And that is just what we've done. We've gone just past the 10 minute mark and uh, we're going to have to stop there. But, you know, two absolutely wonderful uh, messages that come out of this. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed those those few couple of things today. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, I absolutely, this chapter is absolutely revelatory. And so stick around, um, review, subscribe to the podcast so you can find out about tomorrow's episode dropping and you'll be able to hear more, especially uh, about how the, the, brother, the brother of Jared sees the Lord um, in his pre-mortal um, state. And it's going to be fantastic. Please do um, email also session at gmail.com. If you're interested in sharing some feedback or I love to hear from the listeners. So please do take the time to do that. Uh, also, you can um, email if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.